Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Welcome to another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business. I have an announcement before we get into the meat of the subject of energy vampires, which is um, a subject that is very dear to my heart because I used to live surrounded by them and I've learned to set some boundaries and I think it's very important in business to do that in order to be successful and in order also not to hustle because um, even though I don't um, point this out specifically in the episode, when you have clients as energy vampires, they are never satisfied, they always demand more, uh, or you always feel on edge about whether they're going to ask for a refund or complain about something, and um, you deserve better than that. Now, I'm going to be completely transparent here this episode was recorded actually for my uh, former podcast, which was called High Vibe Monday. Uh, but I decided to use it today because it fits so well with last week's um, Q&A. And also, um, it was the most popular episode of my entire podcast, my entire 88 episodes. Um, I think it helped a tremendous amount of people. It relates to the E in energy uh, of my EPIC framework. And it's something that I want everyone to know. You do not need to know about energy just to use other people's energies. So don't think that this is just reserved for healers or energy workers. Even if you're a lawyer, um, a CEO, um, <laughs> a plumber, it doesn't matter. If you know nothing about energy, you will have energy vampires in your life and they will know how to use energy because it's a survival mechanism. It's something that we all know how to do to survive, right? So just be aware of that. Even if you're not, not interested in working with energy, even if it's something that's not completely alien to your world, um, this episode will still be helpful to you because it will help you um, to stop um, I say entertaining or allowing other people to use your energy. And this it affects you. I have met so many entrepreneurs who are exhausted and who um, on a subconscious level actually sabotage their success because they believe that if they have more success, they'll be even more tired. They don't even know how they can reach the next level of success because their energy levels are so low, okay? The second thing I wanted to do before we dig into the subject is a special announcement. I've said it last week, but sometimes you need to hear things more than once. I am raising my prices on Friday. So if you have been thinking about working with me, there is two ways that you can lock this, uh, this price before the price rise on Friday. 
one way is to actually book a session. And in order to do that, it's very easy. Head over to my website, www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. And on the welcome page, if you scroll down, you'll have an option to book a session. Um, the other way, if you wanted to um, discuss um, VIP packages or even my um, two-week um, Kickstarter package is to book um, a call, a discovery call with me so that we can discuss which of my packages would be the most suited for you. Okay, do that before Friday and I, this will lock the price for you until you decide whether working with me is right for you um, in January. The last thing I wanted to say is that at 32 minutes in this episode, I talk about husband and wife. And I realize this is not very inclusive um, and doesn't encourage diversity. So I wanted to give you my apologies. I have actually been working for the past six months with a wonderful inclusion and diversity coach. Um, this episode is from a couple of years ago, so I can see listening to my old self that this was a bit of a blip and I want to apologize for anybody who comes from a diverse background um, to um, give me a little bit of grace, but please, more importantly, accept my apologies. Right, now that this has been said, uh, let's dig into one of my favorite topics, energy vampires. Hello everyone, today's episode is about energy vampires and I'm actually really excited to do this episode because um, I think I have a little bit of a different um, take on what, uh, what to do about them. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the term energy vampire, I know it's not a very kind term but it actually describes quite aptly what some people do. So um, I'm not sure uh, actually, and I know I've heard the term like for decades, even before um, I knew about energy. So I'm not sure that everyone who uses the term energy vampire actually understands how energy works. And that's also why I wanted to do this um, episode. But as you know, um, this podcast um, is actually for business. And I want you to understand how energy vampires can affect your business. Because at the end of the day, when you're an entrepreneur, um, energy vampires will affect your energy and the less energy you have um, the more difficult is it go is going to be to run your business um, you're going to feel exhausted you're going to feel tired um, you're going to like the energy to actually do things and it can actually impact your success so I want you to understand that and it's really important um, in business to understand about energy so here we go first let's start with the definition of an energy vampire so what is it? What is it? So for me, I always I come back to me and as always as well, I, I haven't said this in this podcast, but I really want you to understand that take what works from you for you from what I say and leave the rest. It could be that what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you. It could be that you are not ready to hear it yet or it could be anything. So um, I'm always very discerning on what I take on from other people. If the term energy vampire really grates you, and uh, everything I say in this episode um, doesn't feel right, then just don't listen to it, you know? <laughs> For me, what is an energy vampire? It's someone who drains you. Before I was aware of all this, 
there were people when I came in touch with them before I was with them I felt very happy and when I left them I felt incredibly tired exhausted and sometimes even depressed but I didn't put the two and two together it was almost like there was a before and after but I thought it was me I thought I was a moody person I thought oh my god Ange why are you reacting like like that what's what's the matter with you I never thought it was them and I think that's why I'm doing this episode so to help people become aware that if you have regular mood swings if you have regular changes of energy levels it could be that some people are using your energy without you being aware of it and that's extremely important to understand and I want to say one thing as well before we dig into the subject is very often uh, very often when you're a natural healer and you can be a natural healer and be a lawyer that was me I was a lawyer and I only realized that I was a natural healer when I uh, walked into a psychic's um, office where they don't have offices usually for, for a reading and she just told me she said um, do people when they come to you say that they always feel better after spending time with you and I said yeah and she said well that's that's because you're a natural healer so it happened when I was a lawyer people would walk in my office everybody would kind of tend to share their problems with me without me ever asking them really well sometimes I did but I learned not to do too much because then I would get overwhelmed with all these people who would come to me and they invariably said oh my god I feel so much better talking to you what I didn't realize and it doesn't happen with everybody who shares their problem with you by the way I just want you to is this is just an anecdote but I want you to understand that there's an exchange of energy that can happen and if these people are energy vampires and we'll talk about what who are the energy vampires in a second then they will actually latch on to your energy and continue to use it after uh, they leave your whatever uh, when you meet whether it's the coffee place whatever and what I find as well as a little intro is that if you're a natural healer you will naturally attract to you needy people people who need energy that will drain you so it could even be in your um, your relatives or your family or your friends and that's the hardest one to manage because then they impact the rest of your life so um, I suppose I'm, I'm doing this to help you identify patterns that are happening in your life maybe you will become aware today by listening to this podcast that you are a natural healer and in that case you know that doesn't mean that you have to go and train as a healer you can stay where you are you can stay a lawyer by all means if I had had the tools back then as a lawyer to deal with everything that I was that was happening to me and I, I knew I could stay where I was and do good out of it I would have done it it's just that the workplace wasn't um, well, it wasn't my destiny I suppose and the workplace wasn't supportive of that but this is what I, I thrive for I want really people to stay where they are and do the good that they do one of my clients is a financial advisor she's very sensitive she's intuitive and I love the fact that I train her to stay where she is so she can actually magnify her impact where she is because healers are not just not needed in their healing rooms they're needed in the outside world they're needed where um, difficult things happen they're needed I was gonna say in the real world I don't mean to be um, obnoxious or anything but this is where the, the, the healers are needed so this is a bit the um, introduction to this um, podcast um, but it could be that um, the person listening today is uh, an accountant and has the problem that I'm describing of people constantly coming to 
um, share their problems with them, etc. And they don't know how to deal with it because at the end of the day, they're absolutely exhausted. Or it could be your massage therapist and the same thing happens to you. You massage people, but at the end of the day, you feel absolutely drained. The first step is this awareness that this is happening, that you're not moody, that there's nothing wrong with you, that you realize that it's actually before or after you see people. Now, I'm going to share a little anecdote that happened to me after I trained in my uh, Reiki 1 uh, level. I'm trained to the level of master and I've um, taught Reiki before. I don't do it anymore, but it's really part of everything that I do because this has um, helped me to understand about energy on another level. Again, as I said earlier, even if you're in mainstream business, think about how you could add Reiki to your, um, to your day, your life, to transform things so you understand better what's happening behind the scenes. I had just trained in Reiki 1 and I was literally driving down the road and the, it, was, it must have been an evening because it was very quiet, there was hardly any cars around and I suddenly felt depressed like really from one second to the other. And I think this anecdote is really important for you to understand how energy vampires work because you don't even have to exchange a word with them. So I was driving down and the, the nearest route road to me is called the A38. So I'm just gonna keep that. Um, so it's simple for me to share this anecdote. Suddenly I felt depressed and really awful, like this yucky feeling. And I thought, what is the matter with me? What's wrong with me? I stopped at the traffic light and there was only one car that was came from behind me. It was made a bit, when I started having this feeling, the car was probably 600 um, yards behind me. And when the car, um, I stopped at the traffic light, you know how you stop when it's like orange, not just when it's red, because you want to be cautious. You don't want to just run. And this is, I, I, I live near a very, very busy um, interchange, motorway interchange with lots of roads and everything. So I'm usually quite careful how I drive. I'm a careful driver anyway. Anyway, this person who was behind me got really upset that I stopped at the factory flags because they probably wanted to go through the red and I was in their way. So they literally came on the side of me, on my right side, I'm in England, so we drive the other way around from what I'm used to and most people are. So they just went on the right hand side, pulled down their window and started literally pouring insults at me for stopping at a, at a traffic light. It was awful. The energy of that person was absolutely horrid. This woman was like, oh my goodness. Of course, because I've trained as a healer, I felt really bad for her. I thought, oh my God, for this person to be that awful to me, just because I stopped at the traffic light, they must be, they must be in such a dark place. So I send them actually Reiki and healing and I let them go their way. And the moment she drove past, as soon as the traffic lights turned green and she had insulted me copiously, the moment she drove away from me, that dread, that feeling left, lifted instantly. Now, if you see from this story, I didn't talk to her. I wasn't in touch with her. I didn't even know she was there. And yet she affected my energy incredibly. This is something I want you to be aware of. Not that I want you to get scared, but I just want you to understand that I suppose it's because I had just trained in Reiki 1 and, and that can increase the sensitivity. It doesn't mean that you have to be afraid of coming out of your house or anything. I just want you to be aware. So who are these energy vampires? They can be anyone. That's the thing. It can be someone at the store. As you see, it can be someone on the road. It can be your grandmother. It was the case for me. I'll share an anecdote later on in this episode. It can be a friend. It can be a colleague. It can be a boss. 
an employee, just anyone around you. So what I want to explain is why do they do what they do? And then we'll get into the how, because I want you to understand this completely. Have this awareness of what is really happening, because you always have the power to stop energy vampires from using your energy. You do. It's just that until you know what they're doing, you can't really do anything because you're a passive um, re recipient of, of what they're doing. You don't really understand what's, what's at play. Why do they do what they do? It's actually incredibly simple. They need energy, you have energy, and so they take your energy because you allow them to do it. Why do you allow them to do it? Because you don't know how to do it differently because we haven't been taught, okay? What I want you to, if there's one thing you, you take away from this episode is that you do not, people do not need to know about energy to use your energy. It's not something that only happens to empaths and light workers or healers or whatever you want to call yourself. I'm not calling myself that at all, but it's something that happens all the time, every day, all day to everyone. So these people do not have energy and they use other people's energies to feel better. Yeah. And very often they do like this lady in the car, they will create an argument to literally suck your energy. That's why they're energy vampires. That's, I think the, um, the word, even though it grates me a little bit, is very apt. They're hungry for energy. You have this beautiful shining energy and you almost like have doors open, like come and use me, please. And they come and use it and that's it. That's as simple as that. There's no need to look into an evil scheme. There's no need to, to feel that they're bad people. They're unpleasant people, but they're not necessarily bad. They just need something. It's like if someone was hungry and you left your door open to your house with all that food lying around, you wouldn't complain that they come in and eat your food because you left the door open and all these smells come out of your house, attracting them, and they just eat because they're hungry. I want to shift the energy around this energy vampire thing because it's actually quite simple and it's also quite simple to manage. So we'll talk about that um, as um, through this episode. I want to give you an example as well with my grandmother. Um, so we've had the uh, driver's example. So that's someone completely um, that I never, I didn't know, I will never know and she still affected me. It's quite dramatic. I, I'm not saying that this is gonna happen very often. I think this, what happened to me, um, was meant to be to show me the universe was showing me look what can happen so that I can share today so that happened like I find it fascinating that happened well over 10 years ago and it's um, it is now useful today now I want to so the example with my grandmother she um, sadly she was a widow so her husband um, died when she was um, in her 40s with three teenage children and she met another man who was the love of her life later on. So I'm really happy for her. Um, it was an incredible relationship. She traveled with him the world. Um, it was like a second chance in, in life. And um, the day he died, sadly, um, he, he did die again. So she's had a lot of losses, my grandmother. She's in heaven now. So she's reunited with all her loves. Uh, <laughs> on, the, on that day, she came to visit my mum. Um, she went f she came for lunch uh, so we were all around the table with my dad my mum my grandmother and my two siblings uh, i think we were fairly young and she didn't say a word she just walked into the room she she told the story over and over how because she observed what happened even though she didn't say a word 
all three of us kids were literally dropped, um, fell asleep at the table into our plates from all the energy she sucked out of us. She didn't put it that way. She didn't understand she was doing that. But that's exactly what she did. She literally sucked the life out of us because she was going through this incredible trauma and um, she needed the energy. And she was an energy vampire anyway. <laughs> God bless her. I know she'll forgive me for sharing these stories because I know she knows it's important to share this thing. I actually feel that she's behind this episode to, for people to understand because I loved my grandmother dearly. But she was an energy vampire because she had no idea how to manage her own energy. She had never been told and most people haven't. So there's no judgment in what I'm saying today. I want you to understand that, you know, energy vampires need all our love and all our compassion. However, we don't need to give our energy out to them without limit and with for us to be depleted. This is where you need to draw the line. It's a little bit like if you have a lot of money and you know someone, one of your relatives or friends doesn't have a lot of money, you don't like constantly give them money all the time because it's not actually good for them. It keeps them into this cycle of dependency towards you and you want them to learn how to make money for themselves rather than them just coming and say, oh my God, I don't have any money, can you give me some? That's exactly the same thing, you know, money is energy. So it's the same, um, the same pattern that's happening, okay? I want you to understand that energy vampires are not evil, you know, they don't know any better, that's all. But at the same time, I want you to understand that you're always in control. It's for you to set your boundaries towards other people. It's for you to be strong and don't be angry at them if they do what they do. They're just hungry, hungry for energy. And you're just giving it away freely like there's no, no end to it. How do you become an energy vampire? This I wanted to dig into this a little bit. Usually it's through trauma, accident, depression, um, victim energy, but I want you to understand one thing though. It's very different from people who are going through trauma. Not everybody who goes through trauma is an energy vampire. What the energy vampires do is that they're negative thinkers. You know, they really see everything from a dark angle and whatever you're going to throw at them, it's not even going to scratch the surface because they have no desire, no will to change the way they look at things. They have no way, no will to change who they are and how they do things. And, they, and that's very important to understand because if you have a friend who's going through incredible um, trauma or challenge or difficult situation, or maybe it's your brother or maybe it's um, someone at work, they might not necessarily be energy vampires. That's a very clear distinction that you need to make. They're just going through a bad patch and you might be going as well. And we are supposed to be here for each other at these points in time. So it's very different, okay? I don't want to put everyone in the basket of energy vampires. Energy vampires have a really um, different energy that you'll recognize right away because they're usually they're, they're they're jealous. Usually um, they're in that victim energy of poor me, um, you know, the world is against me. Uh, if something's gonna, bad's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to me, that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, your friend who's going through a bad divorce at the moment might not be at all in that. She might be really a positive thinker, but she's still struggling and she needs your help. It's very different, okay? So what do, what, how do they take your energy? How do they use your energy? Mostly it's through what's called energy cords. It's like hooks that they put in your energy. What I want you to understand is that once they hook into you and you give the permission for them to hook, them, hook you, and I'll explain to you how. You give the permission by feeling pity for them 
by feeling bad for them. And that's enough for them to hook in. You literally give them permission. You've created the Velcro where they can come and stick. And what you need to understand is that these cords, these Velcro, these relationships will continue when then you're not with them as well. Energy does not know space and time. It literally is fluid and, and goes across boundaries of time and space. So that means that these hooks, these cords, and the more you give in to this pattern, the stronger the cords become. I want you to really understand that. So they are active even when you're not with that person. And that explains why sometimes you think of an energy vampire and suddenly you see, you, just thinking of them, your energy drops. You've thought of them, you've given them their energy, they're using it, even though they don't know you're thinking of them, they will take it because you give it to them because you give them attention. They're attention seekers, usually energy vampires. Now, this is the one thing that might, might shock you. Um, energy cords survive death as well. And I had a client, actually, I had to remove the cords from her father into her energy years after he had died because every time she thought of him, her energy dropped. He was still hooked into her. Where can these hooks happen? Now, I don't know if you know anything about the energy, your energy field. And I know some people don't res resonate with chakras, but I'm going to just give them an idea where they can happen energetically so you understand why they hook. So the five mo um, main places where people usually hook other people is their throat, their solar plexus, their heart, their base and their feet. And let's um, just have a quick look of why. They might hook your throat if they want to stop you speaking about something because you know something about them that they don't want the world to know. So they'll hook into your throat and try and stop you from speaking because they're afraid that you, you are going to um, get the cat out of the bag. So I don't know if it's the right expression. Your solar plexus, that could be more like, um, and we're going back to business here, it could be someone like your competitor and they want to take your power away so that you don't, um, because they're afraid of you being in the same business as them. So it could be like a coach that does exactly the same thing as you do. And you think you're friends for a while and you get along fine, but then you don't understand why every time you talk to them, you feel your energy drops. And that person might secretly be incredibly jealous and, and threatened by you. And so every time they talk to you or even think of you, they hook into you and they hook into your solar plexus to try and stop you from being too successful. And that's, that's not right. I want you to become aware of that. So just think in your mind, is there anyone, um, even a friend that you've been in touch with, could be a friend like you both want to lose weight and you're starting to, to lose weight and your friend isn't. So every time she's with you, she's trying to sabotage your efforts. That's an energy vampire as well. Just be aware of that. Could be in your heart. Now that's more usually for a romantic relationship, but it could be, um, the heart is also where the place of um, prosperity flourishes. So if someone's jealous of your money, uh, how, how successful you are or how um, abundant you are, they might try to hook into your heart to close it down so that you don't get what you get. Your base, um, that's usually because they want to try and stop you from doing something that they find threatening. And your feet, it would be, um, again, I think it's more like a competitor kind of thing. It's uh, someone who literally wants to stop you doing something. So if, if, you, if, if you imagine blocking someone's feet, they can't move forward. They can't do anything. And that can be incredibly powerful and sadly in a negative way. So cords can and need to be removed. But I want to exercise caution here 
because um, there's a way that's helpful to remove them and there's a way that is not so helpful. So if you feel comfortable, I actually started removing cords for my clients with no training at all and it worked beautifully. I'm going to give you an example. And actually, I read it in the book. I said, okay, the way to remove cords is to call on Archangel Michael and he comes with his sword of light and he cuts the cord and everything. And I actually did that. So this is this is the story that happened that I always moves me when I tell it or when I think of it. This woman came to me um, for a session, a healing session. I was a healer back then, so I didn't work with businesses. So she had just run away from her abusive husband. She was in a shelter with two little kids. Every time she closed her eyes, um, she would see the face of her husband, her ex-abusive uh, husband pop in and she just couldn't sleep. She was haunted by him. He had um, sworn to find her. So she was obviously she'd run away with her two little boys. She was far away from him and she actually moved um, to a different part of the country uh, where I was. So we met and um, but she was haunted by him and his energy was so ingrained in hers. And of course, he was an energy vampire, which she didn't know. And I didn't know back then about how these things worked. But I had just read in the book that you could cut cords with Archangel Michael. So I said, well, let's try this. Let's see if it works. We, we have nothing to lose. So let's just do it. And so she was lying down on my massage table. I was doing a reiki session on her. And so I, I removed the cord like it said in the book. She, and she said, oh my God, he's gone. Like in seconds. And he never came back energetically. This is powerful. And if you feel that you want to try it on your own, please do. But I want to um, just say that I find in my own experience that removing cords for yourself is usually difficult because we have blind spots. You might not think, like, I wouldn't have liked to think that my grandmother was an energy vampire, so I would have never looked that way for a cord, if that makes any sense. You could probably ask the universe or ask yourself, your higher self, to show you who has corded you. And then if you hear someone's name, or if you find, if you, someone pops from nowhere, like, suppose you had a friend you hadn't talked to her for six weeks, she suddenly picks up the phone, calls you, and you've just asked the universe to show you who has courted you uh, and it's completely out of the blue, then maybe you have a clue, okay? I don't want to mess up your um, friendship, but... Uh... <laughs> and again, as I said, they're not evil and you can set boundaries or you can decide, well, I don't really want to be with people like that. I don't really want to be friends with people who do this kind of thing. It's up to you. I've had to completely upgrade my um, friendships when I moved to the UK in 2001 because I was overwhelmed with the number of energy vampires I had in my life. It was like incredible. I just couldn't cope with it anymore. So I, I got a whole new set of friends. We can be, it can be traumatic, but sometimes it's important because you realize that you've been wasting this time, um, you know, literally managing other people's problems instead of getting on with your own dreams. And as an entrepreneur, you have to do that. You have to pursue your dreams. You're not here just to be this crutch. And that's the problem with energy vampires. And you can get that as well when you're a healer. You can have clients who use you as a crutch. Be careful. Don't allow them to do that. So how can it affect your business? I think that's becoming quite clear now. It can affect your finances, even though it's not money that they get out of you because it will make you feel tired. You, you will have clients that drain you. Um, it could be, as I said, mentioned earlier, a competitor that envies you and that um, invisibly jinxes your business by hooking into you uh, without you understanding, but you've given them permission because on some level, you feel guilt or you feel bad for them. 
And when you do that, it's literally like opening the door. I feel bad for you. Please come and get what I have. Yeah. It can be employee that really resents you. They think that you're a horrible boss and uh, everything you do and they keep on moaning and, and whinging. Well, in that case, you know, maybe you need to get rid of that employee because even though you feel bad about them, again, you've given them permission because you feel bad, you have pity. Pity is a horrible feeling. I really don't like pitying people because when you pity people, that means that you don't see them as powerful. You see them as small and disempowered, but that's not true. We're all empowered and that's... That's how we use our power that has the impact um, on other people's lives. So you can use your power to disempower people. You can use your power to empower people. That's the difference. What they do, they affect your energy and your success. Now, the one thing that you can also do to help your energy levels is to stop watching the news and engaging in the newspaper drama because that will affect your energy as well. These are energy vampires on paper or on TV. And I don't even understand how people, and some books, I was actually reading a book about my ancestors the other day, and I suddenly started feeling awful. And it's not, you know, I'm not criticizing or anything. This book was written by a man, maybe that was his energy, but I, I put the book down and then I started feeling better. And then I realized it was the book I was reading. I was like, no, I'm not reading that book, I'm sorry. And funnily enough, this book had been gifted to me by my dad probably um, 30 years ago. I had never read it. It was sitting on my shelf and I didn't want to read it. And when I read it, I was sucked into that energy, that negative energy, it was awful. I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. So since I've put it down, I've felt a lot better. So beware also of printed matter, beware of Facebook. You know, you see, someone's post on oh, social media or it could be LinkedIn even you see someone's post and suddenly your energy drops you don't even have to engage with that person other than reading and then if you start feeling your energy being dragged in when you read something that you know some very often it's a post that people will say uh, about how bad life is for them or they're going to talk about a drama but their intent in sharing this is for you to feel bad for them it's not to inspire you there's a complete difference you can share exactly the same story and for one person it's going to be the intent is going to be to inspire for another the intent is going to be to get attention the people who get want to get the attention are the energy vampires beware that's all i'm going to say so you gotta find. You're gonna. You need to learn to set your boundaries on an everyday level. What do you engage in? What do you give energy to? What do you give attention to? What? Where do you give away your power? Um, because even the news and the newspapers and the books, it's always someone's point of view. And if it starts to make you feel really depressed, pull away. You don't have to engage in this. You being depressed is not gonna help someone else's depression. All it's going to do is to bring you down and then there'll be two people down does that make any sense I hope it does because my calling in business is to promote businesses that bring goodness to people that uplift people that make them feel better and so this is why this episode is so important so you understand that if that is what your uh, calling is um, to be a shining example, to be a shining light, to stand up, you know, not, 
you know, be that tall poppy that can actually inspire others. But you get sucked in by all the people who basically don't want you to be that tall poppy. Then you're giving your power away to them. You're giving the energy vampires literally your neck and your arm, uh, arms to come and serve themselves energetically. Does that make sense? I hope this... Um, I hope this episode was helpful. I don't want you to feel that I'm uh, heartless. I actually, um, because I work with angels, um, every time I see someone like that, I just send them love and angels and I just let them float away from me. I know someone else is gonna take care of it. I know the angels are on the case because I've asked them to do, to do that. And so it's not my job to save everyone. Otherwise, I'm not gonna be doing what I'm supposed to do uh, in this world, what I've come to do uh, in this lifetime. And it's the same for you. So please, whenever you feel pity or guilt, observe it, become aware, and know that this is like an open door for someone to come in and use your energy, okay? This doesn't mean that you become heartless. What it means is that you don't feed them, or you feed them, but only a little bit. And then you send them their way and say, this is how you can get more food, but not my food. Does that make any sense? So I have like four steps on how you can help energy vampires to help themselves, okay? Step number one, don't engage in their negativity. So use distraction tactics. I use that all the time. I didn't used to, but I do that with my mum quite a bit. I wish I had known how to do that with my grandmother in her time, but I didn't. So that was a really good lesson. Step number one. Step number two, limit how much time you spent with them. So even if you have to invent an appointment, and this is what I had to do ultimately. Um, if I knew I was gonna spend some time with an energy vampire, I was like, okay, I'm gonna give them 15 minutes. I'm gonna say I have a dental appointment or whatever it is, make up something. I felt really bad about making up that appointment, but I would only engage with them knowing that there was something else that was gonna stop. Even, because once you're in their energy, it's very difficult to pull out. It's almost like you're walking on trickle and you're like, oh, how do I get out of this? So set up a fictional appointment or even a norm, a real one, or just tell your husband, look, at such, such time, call me to put an end to this conversation so I don't get dragged in, okay? That's a very effective, or your, your wife, because I've also talked to men in this uh, episode. Number three, let them know things that you will not tolerate, like complaining, gossiping, bitching. Yeah, this is like a big no-no. You are simply, you walk out. If they do that, you walk out. I had to do that with my mother. I literally, at one point, I, I, I had to tell her, this is it, I'm not talking to you, and it lasted two years. It was very, very dramatic, but believe me, after those two years, when I was in touch with her again, she was a completely different person. And like, she hadn't changed who she was, but towards me, she knew that I meant business. So if I said to her, sorry, I don't wanna hear about this, she was like, oh my God, is she gonna, stop talking to me again. <laughs> the boundaries were really clear. She had a clear message. Now, no, don't mess up with Ange. If you start your own old business, I'm out. It works wonders. So that was step number three. Let them know what you won't tolerate and set really, really clear boundaries. And even if it means like, maybe not two years, but like you don't talk to them for three to four weeks after an episode where maybe you had an argument, you made your case clear, I've had people say to me, this is who I am. You take me as you as I am or you leave me. And I said, I'll leave you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not buying into that sort of thing. If you're playing that sort of game with me, I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm sorry. That's it. So step three. Step four, suggest ways that they can 
help themselves okay so say to them why don't you go and have a walk in nature uh, why don't you get professional help you know these people can get professional help you're not here to do that for them especially when you're in business you have something else to do and if you're in the business of helping energy vampires, then they have an appointment, then they pay you, and then you make sure when you get to that appointment that you know what their tactics are and that you have this protection. And that's something else that I help some clients with, um, you know, connecting them with their protector guide so that um, their clients don't actually suck them dry. Because at some point, if you don't do that, you will actually subconsciously not want to have too many clients in your business because you know that it's gonna drain you. So you can't actually have that many clients in a day because after that, you literally want to go to bed and you can't do anything else. That's really important. Understand that this, this is the issue. The issue is about energetic boundaries. So suggest for them to go and get professional help. Maybe tell them, well, why don't you try meditation? Um, or tell them, why don't you go and watch a funny movie? Because watching funny movies uh, or cat videos on Facebook lifts your energy. It's, it's an instant lifter. Or maybe even suggest that they go and learn to play an instrument. You know, it'll distract their mind from all that negativity. You have ways to help them show them the way. And if they don't do it, then you know that they don't want to change. And if they don't want to change, why do you keep them in your life? You know, that's, that's a question that you really have to... Because they are impacting your energy, probably your health as well, and certainly your success. So if this is the only invitation at the end of this podcast, is like, look at the energy vampires in your life. Look how you can set boundaries. Look how you can help them in a certain way by pointing them in the right direction, but you're not responsible for them. You're actually not helping them by uh, always um, buying into their victim um, modes and, and dramas and arguments and bitching and gossiping and all that. This is not doing any good for you, nor is it doing any good for them. In a way, you're taking, if you want to talk spiritual, you're taking on their karma. Yeah, you're taking on their their crap. I'm sorry for the word. I'm, I'm trying to keep relatively clean in this podcast. And you don't want to do that. It's not yours to take. It's not your problem. Leave them with their problem. Um, give them uh, pointers, but don't take their problems on. And I can say this even more strongly because I've done this for decades. I used to be the specialist of energy vampire and all of this. I, I, I have a badge, yeah? The energy vampire um, saver. <laughs> whatever it is. And I was trained very young. I had a grandmother and a mother who were both energy vampires. So it was almost in, uh, in my, in my child, you know, anything that happens in your childhood is deeply ingrained. It's, these are lessons last for life. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Uh, if that's the case, I would love for you to write a review and a rating for my podcast. And I will see you next week for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs, and go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.